The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. In recent years, thanks to the improvement in the prognosis of cancer patients, growing attention has been given to the fertility issues that they may face. Here to tell us about cancer and fertility preservation is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Dr. Martinez, a pleasure as always to have you join us. First, tell us what can cancer treatments do to affect fertility in females? As our field has expanded, the field of infertility that is, we know that cancer treatments, specifically the either radiation therapy and or chemotherapy, can have direct toxic effects on the reproductive tissues um, for both a male and a female, including the function of the ovaries, the likelihood that you can get eggs from a female patient, and the quality and ability of the sperm to be used for reproductive purposes. Then tell us a little bit about their options. What is fertility preservation? With our patients that get referred to our office, and it's either, uh, most of the time, it is done through either a hematologist-oncologist, like a cancer doctor, or a breast surgeon for female patients, or sometimes urologist for males that have uh, testicular cancer and other types of cancers. The way that it works is that um, the patients, if it's a male patient, uh, they may undergo a sperm collection, most of the time through masturbation, if they're able to, of uh, you know several collections in order to uh, cryopreserve the sperm for a later use after they recover and undergo any potential cancer therapies. As for the female, uh, most of the time, uh, the most common patients, they may have breast cancer. That uh, They can have other cancers that require chemotherapy. They can have leukemias. They can have reproductive cancers, ovarian cancer, uterus cancer. And in these patients, what is done is there is a collection in most instances of mature eggs. And so they undergo a quick fertilization and uh, in vitro cycle where you stimulate eggs and then you collect those eggs and you freeze them for later use. So then they can undergo chemotherapy or radiation or surgical uh, treatment at a later date and still preserve the gametes, either the eggs or the sperm, prior to undergoing that toxic treatment. So, Dr. Martinez, as you were saying, speaking a little bit about the role of the oncologist or the hematologist-oncologist in advising patients about fertility preservation, at what point is this considered? Is this before they start their treatments, when they just find out they've got cancer? Because then there's a lot going through their minds, and this may not be their first thought. When is it that this process takes place? So the ideal time would be at their initial cancer diagnosis. So both general obstetrician-gynecologists as well as uh, breast surgeons as well as medical oncologists are educated in today's world about this. They have a patient, they get diagnosed with a cancer, and they realize they undergo surgery and or medical therapies that are going to affect either the egg or sperm. So the best time is they're sent, referred over immediately. Sometimes these patients have a 
a very high need for imminent surgery. And so for like instance, the breast cancer patient, they may undergo a double mastectomy, removal of the both breast or one breast, and then they're sent over to us uh, immediately. While, while they're recovering from that surgery, they undergo the first part of a ovarian stimulation with egg collection, and then they undergo either chemotherapy or radiation after we've collected the eggs for use. For the males, it can be prior to any surgeries, and you collect the sperm, you freeze the material in either event, uh, either egg or sperm is frozen, and then the patient undergoes those surgeries that are directly going to damage either the egg or the sperm uh, for future use. So it is coordinated best referral early and then after surgery, but before either the radiation or chemotherapy in most cases. Does that affect how well the cancer treatment works at all? So some of the cancers maybe have express hormone receptors, and these hormone receptors can in some cases be sensitive to higher levels of these hormones, which can result as a function of recruiting a group of eggs for cancer preservation. Uh, and so in some cases, we work very closely with the advice from the oncologist, from the cancer surgeons to say, hey, how safe is it for this patient to go through this? The patients are educated, and there are potential risks of advancing certain types of cancers, but there's a lot of unknown risks. So after appropriate patient education, the patient makes their decision, do I want to preserve my fertility in the context of a potential small risk or unknown risk? And in many cases, the patients decide that, hey, the, op the ability to maybe conceive and build my family later on after my treatments, provided I survive the cancer therapies, is, outweighs the potential risks that exist for that patient. Well, Dr. Martinez, if a woman does not freeze her eggs or preserve them before treatment, does she have options after that? Or what do you tell them? So with chemotherapy, it, it kills rapidly dividing cells. So the germ cells of the testicles, the ovarian germ cells in the female, they can damage the growth and the function of the ovaries of the eggs themselves. There are patients that do conceive after undergoing either chemotherapy or radiation, but the percentages and the probability of pregnancy are drastically decreased. So we counsel them that the ideal time is before they undergo these therapies. However, they can undergo testing that will tell us the function of the ovaries and the predicted response if they are the patient that has already undergone those therapies that can damage the tissue so that we can educate them and give them an idea of what we expect after that cancer care. And in some cases, the patients are able to achieve pregnancy, but it is lower rates because these therapies, both chemotherapy, radiation, and or surgery, can directly um, damage those tissues and make it more unlikely that they would ultimately achieve a pregnancy at a later date. And is there a way to tell if they decide after treatment if their fertility has been affected? Yes, there are both 
ultrasound to look for the female patient, to look at the egg number, the appearance of the ovaries, as well as laboratory blood tests that can tell us about the reserve, the potential function of the ovary and how much damage the patient has been exposed to, which directly affects their chances of getting pregnant in the future. Dr. Martinez, this is such important information. As we wrap up, what else would you like listeners to know about fertility preservation in the case of a cancer diagnosis and the care they can receive at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey? We individualize our care here at Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Uh, I welcome uh, patients. If you have any questions at all, you can initially make a phone consult. That can be done easily. And we can see you as a new patient in the office and, and via telemedicine in today's world. So don't be afraid to ask the questions. If you don't understand, um, we are here for you. We're here to help you and your physician make the best choice, the reproductive choice for you in the context of any potential cancer diagnosis. And that works for both the male and the female side. So we're happy to assist, and, in a, and we want to provide a caring, friendly environment where we can establish a trusting relationship with our patients, and we're happy to do that for you. Thank you so much. It's great information and so important for so many couples to hear. Thank you again for joining us. You've been listening to Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. For more information, please visit fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey podcasts. Also, share this with your friends and family on social media. That way we can all learn from the experts at RSCNJ together. I'm Melanie Cole.